do you mince words? This is actually a mincing tool. I didn't know there was such a thing. My son-in-law got these for Christmas and they're really awesome. You can use it to chop up spices, which is called mincing as well. And these are words and we're mincing words. What the heck does that mean? Where does this expression come from and why and how can you use it to grow and build and supersize your business? Sharon Hornell from here with another idiom. We're gonna talk about what it means, where it came from, why and how it might be important for you to understand at least the concept behind the term, even if you're never gonna use the word or the phrase mince words. Mincing words actually is from the 1500s, at least the 1500s when William Shakespeare used it in several of his works, several of his plays. And it means to not come right out and say something, not come out right out or get to the point and be honest. You might use vague or uh, I want to say sugar-coated language, language that is toned down to describe something. That's another way of mincing your words. Sometimes it might be that you're mincing your words or toning down or being vague in your language to not hurt someone's feelings, right? And, and that's a good thing. We don't want to unnecessarily hurt people's feelings. But if they're not getting the message because you're not communicating clearly, that can be a problem. Um, I am not a word mincer. I, I, I come right and say it. Um, I am direct and to the point in terms of what I think and how I feel about things. That is not a great communication style for everybody, right? That can be seen as too harsh, too in your face, and um, not always acceptable. Depending on our personality types, depending on our own unique personality styles, we will be more or less direct in our communication, more or less direct in the words that we choose and the words that we use. Now, how can you use this understanding and knowledge to supersize your business? Well, it depends on your customers. It depends on the people you serve and who you're attracting. If they are super duper sensitive, you might want to mince your words up. You might want to be more careful in the words that you choose and the way you communicate and the messages that you share. Um, you do that in your marketing. You would do that in all of your messaging, all of your communication, all of your um, communication with them, whether it's directly person to person, whether it's via mail, email, electronic, whatever you might choose to use. It's all about, to me, this reminds me about the whole political correctness, right? How do we make sure that we're being politically correct? And political correctness, good thing to some people, I tend to think that it's ridiculous. Um, not in that we shouldn't treat everyone awesomely because everybody is an infinite being and, and amazing and deserves to be treated with respect, right? We should always treat people the way we want to be treated. But I think that everybody should be treated that way, not just because they're human beings, not because we're trying to manipulate or get them to do something or behave in a certain way or do business with us um, for our benefit. So political correctness tends to treat everybody equally. But in our businesses, when we're trying to grow and build our specific business, we don't want to treat everybody equally. We want to attract the people that are right for our business and actually repel the people that aren't. And the way we communicate, some people mincing words and sugarcoating will attract the people we want. In other situations, being exactly who we are, being upfront and honest and direct in our communication will separate out the people that would be offended by our, our including certain people and excluding others. Now again, I'm not saying to do this in a, a prejudiced way. I'm saying to do this in 
from a belief system, um, behaviors, personality types, whatever is important to grow and build your business, to grow and build your customer base. Uh, feedback is another hotbed of word mincing, right? I can't think of any situation where I have heard more word mincing than through my divorce, um, dealings with my ex-husband as we went through the divorce process. And I, actually, it's really here, it is interesting. Um, my ex-husband and I have exactly opposite communication styles. He is a total word mincer and beats around the bush and sugarcoats things and talks and literally he talks in circles. <laughs> and you can't interrupt that circle ever or he has to go back to the beginning and start over talking in the whole circle. So I've been involved in, in more circular conversations in my life than I would ever have imagined. I, on the other hand, am a, hey, this is what I see, this is what I think, this is what I feel, these are the options I've looked at, and this is what I'm going to do, kind of communicator. And so polar opposites. And if you ask me a question in the middle, no problem, I pick right back up and we, we keep going. So a lot of times people just have different communication styles, and you have to be aware of who they are and 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 treat them the way they would want to be treated right but mincing words so personal relationships ending is one of the the hotbeds of word mincing as far as my experience has been the other one is when people are being let go from a job or fired or laid off or whatever i've heard, i've been involved in several of those situations and it got to the point where it's just kind of interesting to sit back and, and, and observe the situation as if you, you and not take it personally and then just watch and, and listen for the the cliches and the things that people say and the mincing of the words to get around and you know the beating around the bush to get to the point of oh hey yeah by the way you don't work here anymore we're letting you go <laughs> just mind-boggling feedback in organizations or feedback in just regular relationships is another example of where people mince words. And a lot of times they mince words to not hurt people's feelings, right? Which is always a good thing. But if you're mincing words and not giving a clear message to people of what your expectations are, then that's not a good thing. So how do we use word mincing to supersize our business? We use it to match the communication style that our consumers, our ideal customers expect to the way we communicate with them. We use it to, um, in our, our feedback in a positive way to focus on what people are doing right and to want to see more of and less of what we don't want to see. So we, we are clear and direct on the things we don't want to see um, and clear and direct on the things we do want to see. We use it in, to differentiate ourselves and to attract the people that we want to work with. Our ideal customers will tend to have a similar communication style and be attracted to us for um, either our whatever our degree of word mincing is or the way we use language. Um, language is very attractive. Um, so we want to make sure that our messaging, all of our messaging is really, really clear and matches the style of the people that we interact with. So I'd love to know how do you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 of, of one is like no mincing and you know, you're pretty straightforward and direct to 10. 10 is, um, you speak very vaguely, you're very politically correct, you are um, always super duper conscientious about the words that you choose and say, you're very um, very specific about your language. Um, so how much, how often do you mince words? Or no, that would be just the opposite. You're, you're, you're very vague and unclear about your message. Can't even get my scale right. 
that's it. Go out. Have an awesome day. It's Saturday, so I'm going to cut myself some slack. And I will, of course, be with you tomorrow. If you have any questions or if there is a saying that you would like me to look into, this is just a fun project for me. Uh, I, would, I would love to do that. I would love to uh, know if there's an idiom that you want to know more about, the origin, where to come from. And my, this is all just my perspective, right? My thinking about these idioms, I'm learning right along with everybody else because there's some that I've never heard of and there's some that I've been experiencing my entire life. That's it, have an awesome day and I will of course be with you tomorrow, bye.